Good morning. Resurrection Sunday. Wow, what a day. I feel like we should be in a stadium, you know, with the Resurrection Sunday. What a day. Wow. Super privileged to speak today. How are you all? You good? So good to have you all here celebrating with us. Now, um, in the last week or two, we sent some little gifts out for Easter because we wanted to love on you all and um, fill up your chocolate bank because who knows, we all have a chocolate bank that needs to get filled sometimes. But I don't know if there was anyone that we missed out on or that's visiting. So did anyone not get chocolates from us? Can you put your hand up? Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Did anyone not get chocolates? Ruby, you didn't get chocolate. Oh, <laughs> okay, cool. So, Nath, what I'm going to get Nathan to do, can you come and be my helper? So, Ray and Vicky and Sandy put together the packs on behalf of church and um, our church family, and that was incredible. So, hang on, you got to wait. <laughs> so, I want you to give Ray and Vicky and Sandy a, a gift each, and then whoever else has got their hand up after those gets the rest. So, we're entrusting you, Nath. So Vicky's up on the sound desk and Ray and Ruby didn't get one. Who else didn't get one? Oh yeah, over here. You'll have to be super fast, Nathan, because we know you're really quick, yeah? Nathan's like so fast. Nathan, Ruby there? All right, so Nathan is just going to keep handing them out. If you want chocolate, put your hand up. Who wants chocolate? Nathan, go, just keep going. Anyone who's got their hand up, that Kaz is behind you, Pam, quick. Whoever's got their hand up gets one, Nath. Sorry? Levi hasn't got one. Nath, quick over here. Nath. You're doing such a great job. Thanks, Nathan. Nathan, Levi needs one. He hasn't got one. And then up the front here too. Thank you, Nathan. Great job. All right, so over to Levi. Awesome. All right. Is there any left, Nathan? Nathan, I don't think Zoe got one. Go give Zoe one next to Tom. I don't think Zoe got one. We definitely need to give her some. Who else? Dylan, did you get chocolate? Oh, we should give one to Dylan. He looks like he needs it. <laughs> All right, great job. Thank you. Are you ready? Are you ready? Because you know the thing that I've discovered? When you position yourself to hear from God, or when you just position yourself in the presence of God, God speaks, yeah? When you put yourself... When you make the effort to turn your eyes toward the Lord, to tune in to um, God TV or God radio station, the Lord speaks. So he has a word for you today, yeah, for each and every one of you, a word for your heart, for your life, for your circumstances. He has a really specific word. So I want you to put your hands out, yeah. We're all going to put our hands out and go, God, we just thank you that you have a word for me today. Give me open ears and an open heart 
in Jesus' name. All right, let's do this. You're on the winning team. Did you know that? You're on the winning team. You're not on the losing team. You're on the winning team. That is really cool. Resurrection Sunday is all about the truth that nothing could defeat Jesus, yeah? Absolutely nothing could defeat Jesus. He is undefeatable. He is unconquerable. Jesus is undefeated. So not even death could defeat Jesus. So you know what that means? That means as Christians, as people that believe in God, you're on the winning team. You can't lose. Yeah, you actually can't lose. That's pretty cool, isn't it? So who likes to win? Yeah? Who likes to win? Who likes to win when they're playing sports? Who likes to win when they're gaming or playing Fortnite? Young people, put your hand up. Cars, woohoo, love it. Who likes to win if they're playing cards? Yeah? When I was a kid, we used to play cards with my grandparents and my parents in a caravan when we went on holidays. And the prize would be a Mars bar. And I'm telling you, I wanted that Mars bar. I was like desperate to win that Mars bar. It was probably the only time I got to eat chocolate, which is probably why I love chocolate so much now because I was so deprived as a child. (laughs) So we like to win, yes? Are we all agreeing that we like to win? In fact, there's people that play games for the sole purpose of winning because they want to win, because they love winning. Some of us play because we just enjoy playing and some of us play because we enjoy playing and we really like to win too, yeah? I'm a fan of winning. And so do you know why you actually like to win? No, I should ask you a question first. Does anyone like losing? (laughs) Does anyone actually want to lose at anything they do? No? So why, why do you think that is? Why do you think you're designed like that? Why do you think on the inside, yeah, you want to win? Because God's actually created you to win. He has made us, designed us, purposed us to win. We have no desire to lose because we're not created as losers, yeah? God didn't ever create us to be losers. He just created us to be winners, so I'm kind of excited about that. Are you excited about that? Woohoo! I'm not a loser. I'm a winner. <laughs> so who has a really competitive spirit? Ali, go, Hillary. Who else? Samuel? Who has Beck? Yeah. Who's got a real Andrew, you should have two hands up. <laughs> Christine. Who's so Ray? Who's so competitive? Like so competitive that even when you're playing games with your kids when they're young, you have to beat them. You actually can't let them in. Ali, you're breaking my heart. Andrew does that too. (laughs) That is a really competitive spirit. Okay, when our kids were younger and Andrew and I and Samuel and Nathan, we would play some tennis because I really like tennis. I grew up playing a lot of tennis Andrew played tennis too. He's not as good as me, but we'll just keep that on the down low. So we used to play tennis with the boys. And, um, and so they were learning. They were in primary school. They weren't very old. They were having some lessons and getting better at the game. 
So when we used to um, play with them, if they, if they played poorly or they missed a couple of shots, um, then I would kind of miss a couple of shots on purpose, you know, just to make them feel a little bit better at the fact that they were getting better at tennis. So, you know, to give them a chance to win, I'd kind of hit a shot out here or hit a shot out there. Just to, you know, just to keep them encouraged in the process. So, nowadays the boys are actually really good tennis players and I can't beat them even if I try really, really hard. So, sorry, I need to check. So, when I was playing with them, I knew I was a better player and I knew I could beat them, but because I was confident in that and I didn't want to annihilate my kids, then, you know, I, I gave in the game a little bit. So, this plan worked really well, really well for, I don't know, a couple of years, I think, maybe, until Samuel figured out that I was missing shots on purpose. So, he got incredibly cross because he has a very competitive spirit. He's like, I want to beat you because I can beat you. I don't want to beat you because you're giving in the game. You know, I want to beat you fair and square. So, after that, I stopped giving in shots and he can certainly beat me fair and square these days. So as Christians, we have an assurance that we are on the winning team. Jesus died and rose again, yeah, so that we could be on the winning team. He resurrected, he grows from the grave, death could not conquer him so that we could live as winners in life, yeah? Who wants to be a winner in life? I want to be winning in life, yeah? I want to be winning in life. So Romans 8 verse 11 says, The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. That's pretty simple, isn't it? The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. So the Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. So do you have a loser spirit or do you have a conquering spirit? Do you have a victorious spirit deep on the inside of you? Because the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives and dwells and breathes in you. Amen? Come on, you're really powerful. You've got to get how powerful you are. We're learning that in our Bible study. We're really powerful people. We're actually incredibly powerful people. We are not victims. We are not conquered. We are not overcome. We are powerful people that God has anointed and appointed to live out an incredible God-given destiny, a victorious life in Jesus' name. So Ephesians 1, 19 to 20 says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe. God's power for you who believes. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honour at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. So the same mighty power. You're filled with mighty power, yeah? You're walking with mighty power. You're talking with mighty power. You're doing life with mighty power mighty power. When you get up in the morning, you've got mighty power. When you go into your workplace, you've got mighty power. In your relationships, you've got mighty power. You know what? You are not weak. Yeah, you are mighty 
in God's power. Romans 8.31, if God is for us, who can be against us? Because nothing, absolutely nothing, there is nothing that's too big, there is nothing that's too difficult, there is nothing that's out of God's reach. Come on. This is good. Are you excited? I'm here telling you how great you are, how powerful you are, how victorious you are. You got to get really excited this morning, okay? Because I love a bit of excitement. We all know that. <laughs> so this morning, God is declaring that you are winners, yeah? God's declaring us winners. He's declaring us victorious. We, yeah. He's declaring us victorious. So if God says we're victorious, if we have the same power and authority as Christ, then why are we sometimes living like we've lost the battle? No one wants to lose. We all want to win. But sometimes in life, we're actually making a choice, a little bit like I did with the boys, and we're giving away the game, yeah? We're accepting defeat rather than walking in the victory that the Lord's promised us. So why do we do that? (laughs) Why do we do that? Why do we begin to think, that the stuff we're facing or the problem that has presented itself is bigger than God. Because I'm not sure, but I kind of think we read before that that God is bigger and greater and more powerful and mightier than anything we can go through. Why do we begin to think the things, challenges, the stuff we're facing could ever possibly get the better of Jesus because they can't can they the truth is they can't you see because the enemy loves to get in our head and our thoughts and lie and deceive us and tell us things like you can't win that battle you can't have victory in that situation you're not a winner yeah the enemy loves to tell us we can't God loves to tell us that we can. You can't win that battle. You can't have victory in this situation. You're not a winner and you're not a victor. You know what I say to that? Lies, 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 yeah? Total lies from the pit of hell, yeah? And it's so important that we speak God's truth over the lies, yeah, that the enemy tries to tell us. Not just today on Resurrection Sunday, but every single day of our lives, yeah? We need to start listening to the truth and not the lies. So who agrees we should do that? Shall we start speaking God's truth over some of the lies that we're believing, over some of the lies that we're listening to? Some of the rubbish that we're just allowing to like settle in our hearts and God's like, that's not truth. I don't believe that. You're a winner. I love you. I adore you. I am for you. That is rubbish from the pit of hell. Don't believe that. Don't hang on to that. You know, if you're hearing anything, anything except you're a winner, then don't listen. 
If you're hearing anything other than you're awesome, you're incredible, you are loved, you are adored, I'm championing you, you can do this, you have got this, we can conquer this, we can overcome this. If you're hearing anything other than that, it's rubbish, don't believe it, don't listen. Come on. And I'm not sharing this to make you feel bad because you're thinking, oh, well, I'm believing some lies or I was kind of listening to that rubbish. But I'm actually sharing it because I want to remind you of who you are. I want to remind you of how powerful you are. I want to remind you that you're a son and daughter of God, yeah, that he's got you, that he's for you. I want to remind you that there's mighty power living and breathing inside of you that nothing needs to conquer you ever in Jesus' name. 2 Corinthians 6.18 And I will be a father to you and you shall be sons and daughters to me. As a child of God, your inheritance is victory. Yeah, You know, when our parents die, we get cash or properties. But you know what you get with God? Victory. 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 I'd rather victory. Yeah? Alright, I'm going to tell you a story about the Australian Open. So we've got a bit of a tennis theme happening here today. A bit of a tennis theme, because I do love tennis. So I watched quite a lot of the Australian Open this year. Really loved it because uh, the government did a five-day lockdown. So it was perfect timing. Just perfect timing to sit on the couch and watch the Australian Open. And thank you to all the teachers that had no time to prepare work for our kids. So we didn't have to do homeschooling. It was fabulous. So great. So five days of never-ending tennis. I loved it. Probably one of the highlights of my year so far, watching the Australian Open. I really love tennis. So, you know, if you ever want to get me a gift, Australian Open tickets, you know, they would work well. (laughs) So, one of those matches that I watched was the men's singles round four match. So, Dominic Team, who's ranked three, and Dimitrov, got to pronounce these right, Dimitrov, could be better. So, they were playing. So, Dimitrov was ranked 18 and Team was ranked three. So, Team was the far better player. Um, Obviously, his ranking of three reveals that he's a better tennis player. He wins more matches. He is uh, more successful in the games that he plays. He's more consistent in his winning because there's not a lot of people in the world that can actually beat him. So, um, in this match, and some of it was because of COVID, his normal coach actually wasn't there when he was... um, playing in the Australian Open, which affected him in a really big way. You know, it affected his attitude, his demeanour and ultimately his ability to win. So as the match begins, team is playing really well. You're like, you can tell that he's just a much better player. There's a reason why he's ranked number three in the world because he's a really fantastic tennis player. He has the skill, he has the ability. He's just much better than Dimitrov, who he's playing. But as that match progressed, team hit some unforced errors. If you don't know what unforced errors are, it's when you hit the ball out um, without... Well, you just make an error without someone forcing you to make an error. I think I just made that even more complicated. 
kind of confused myself now. Anyway, he made some unforced errors. We can Google it later. <laughs> um, and, he, and he just missed a few shots, made some unforced errors, just wasn't playing up to his usual standard. So, um, so he starts, and, and as that happens, there's like this shift that happens. And he goes from being this player who knows he's the winner and knows he's the better player and knows he's the guy that's going to beat his opponent. And he starts to play from this place of defeat rather than from victory. And not on purpose, yeah? He didn't consciously decide like I did with the boys when they were little that, you know, I'm going to give in this match so that my boys feel better about their tennis ability. But So not consciously has he decided to lose, but subconsciously he started to play from this place of defeat. He stopped believing in himself. He stopped remembering that he's the victor here. He has stopped remembering that I'm number three in the world. There's not a lot of people that can actually beat me. He's forgotten. He's a winner. Like this guy is incredible. He's such a great tennis player, but he's playing this match and he's forgotten that he's the winner. And what killed me in watching it was because I knew what a great player he was. I'm like, this guy is such a great tennis player, like an incredible tennis player. He has such skill and such ability and he just makes things look so effortless. But he's playing from this place of defeat and I'm like, you can win this thing, you can win this thing. But his mind has shifted and he's now playing from this place of defeat. He's forgotten his identity. He has forgot that he's the winning guy, yeah? He has forgot he's on the winning team. He's, he's totally forgotten his identity. So, just have a sip of water. You can smile at each other. Say something encouraging to the person next to you. You can say, you're a winner. You're a winner. We should say that to each other more, shouldn't we? You know, when you ring someone up or text someone, the first thing you should say is, you're a winner. Then have a conversation about what do you want to talk to them about. But say, you're a winner. You're a winner. Isn't it good? Speak some words of life. Speak the truth of God over people's lives. Make that be the start of every text message and conversation you have this week. I reckon you could end up having some really great conversations. Anyway, off the track there. So... Here we go. <laughs> so some of us have forgotten that we're winners. And some of us have forgotten that we're on the winning team. Some of us have forgotten the power we walk in. The power that walks with us, talks with us, strengthens us and gives us the victory, yeah? Yeah. And it's okay if you've forgotten. There's no condemnation here. Because I've forgotten sometimes too, yeah? Let's be real. So today, God wants to remind us that we're winners. He wants to remind you you're on the winning team. And that no matter what takes place in your life or the circumstances that you find yourself in, any circumstance that you find yourself in, yeah? You're on the winning team. Because sometimes we can start thinking and saying things like, this challenge is just way too big. I can't do this. There is, um, there's just no way through this situation. I just don't see a place of victory. 
I can't win. I can't beat this. I can't overcome this. This problem is too huge. This is just such an impossible situation I've found myself in. And without even realising it, we've started living from a place of defeat instead of a place of victory, which is our inheritance as sons and daughters of God. Yeah? You're victorious. You are victorious. You are victorious. You don't know those things or that stuff or those promises of false peace or cheap imitations because let me tell you, Jesus is the real thing and his peace is never-ending and it's eternal. Yeah? Jesus has real peace and he's shouting over you, conqueror, conqueror, victory, victory. Jesus is propping you up. Jesus is standing with you. Jesus is praying for you. Jesus is interceding for you. How cool is that? Jesus is interceding for us. Romans 8.34 Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and he's also interceding for us. Wow. Just the thought of that kind of blows my mind. Jesus is interceding for me. Like the most powerful being, the most victorious being in the universe. Yeah, the one true living God, he's interceding for me. He's got my back. He's talking to the Father about me. He's, you know, he's for me, not against me. That's incredible, yeah? Are you kind of excited about that? Jesus is interceding for you. Jesus, oh my gosh, like Jesus Christ who died and rose again. The one true living God is interceding for you. He's on your side. He's got your back. He's championing you. Wow. That alone kind of blows my mind. Exodus 14, 14. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Isn't that on a cup or something? Just stay calm, keep calm, or, yeah? So just chill, Jesus is fighting for you. <laughs> Breathe, Jesus is fighting for you. Don't be overwhelmed by the circumstance because Jesus is fighting for you. Don't think the problem is too big or too hard or unsolvable because Jesus is fighting for you. You're a winner, yeah? We're winners. Resurrection Sunday, we're winners. Woo! so excited (laughs) so are you aware with Jesus you're on the winning team I want you to really think about it not just like yeah yeah Melanie yeah no like think about it like close your eyes for a moment like actually close your eyes and let me speak to you let God speak to you really because it's his truth so are you aware with Jesus you're on the winning team Are you playing the game of life knowing Coach Jesus is with you every step of the way? He died so he could be and he resurrected so he could be. The spirit of the living God lives, breathes on the inside of you. You have access to victory 24-7. Not a moment goes by that you don't have access 
to the same power that rose Jesus from the grave. Amen. You're a powerful person, yeah? Team Jesus. All right, you can open your eyes. If you want, you can keep them closed. Whatever you're comfortable with, really, I don't mind. <laughs> Ephesians 1, 19 to 20. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. Do you believe him? Do you believe in him? Because guess what? You don't need like any special skills, yeah? You don't need to be like this extra special person, super talented, got it all together. Like you just have to believe and you have access to that power. You don't have to like achieve anything. You don't have to do anything for his love. You don't have to be a certain way. just have to believe. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honour at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Wow. That's cool, isn't it? Team Jesus. So Team Jesus and Melanie are undefeatable, yeah? Team Jesus and Tom are undefeatable, yeah? Come on, we've got to get this in us. Team Brenda and Jesus, undefeatable, totally undefeatable. Where's beautiful Judy? Team Jesus and Judy, undefeatable Judy, undefeatable in Jesus' name, yeah? Come on, undefeatable. Do you know what undefeatable means? <laughs> what does undefeatable mean? Undefeatable. So what does that mean? You can't be defeated. So you can't be defeated, Hillary. Did you know that? You can't be defeated. Holly, you can't be defeated. How cool is that? Like nothing, no circumstance, no predicament, no challenge. You cannot be defeated. Beck, undefeatable. Totally undefeatable. How awesome is that? Adam, your entire family, undefeatable in Jesus' name. Cannot be defeated, cannot be conquered, cannot be crushed, yeah? You are undefeatable. Come on. Far out. He is so good. He is so powerful. He is just so incredible. Love it. Oh, you should come up and play, please, worship team, because I'm almost finished. Aren't you sad? So wonderful listening to me. <laughs> I crack myself up sometimes. That's okay. It's good to laugh at yourself. Right, where am I up to? So I believe, just look at me, okay? Don't be distracted by our beautiful team. Just look at me. Focus on what God wants to do and say to you. So I believe today... On Resurrection Sunday, that God wants us to change our perspective and get a different view of the life He's called us to live and to get a revelation of the victory that we're meant to walk in. If there's things in your life 
that you feel are getting the better of you, defeating you. Today, Jesus wants to shout victory, 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 victory. Come on, victory. He's shouting up from the rooftops. He is shouting up from the heavenlies, victory, victory, victory. You are not conquered. You are not overcome. You are not defeated. He is not done. Yeah, victory, victory, victory. That's our destiny. That's who we're called to be. That's how he's made us, yeah? Victory over your circumstances. Victory over your challenges. Victory over your finances, your business, your heart, your brokenness, your pain. Victory, victory. Because sometimes we get so caught up in the struggles that we're facing or the difficulties that come our way that we kind of lose sight of who God's called us to be. The giftings and the heart and the passion that he's given every one of us. The God-given purpose and destiny that he has for each and every one of you. Yeah, destiny and purpose is not exclusive, yeah. It's not just for pastors or successful kingdom builders. God-given purpose and destiny is for everyone. It's for every one of you. He shaped you. He molded you. He knit you together. And then he declared, beautifully and wonderfully and fearfully made, yeah? So I want to reject right now anything that people have spoken over you that is not of God, that is not beautiful and wonderful and fearfully made. I reject that today in Jesus' name. That is not the truth. That is not what God thinks. That is not what God sees. It's not what God says about you. So reject that garbage. Hand it to Jesus. Leave it with him because he says beautiful. He says wonderful. He says incredible. He says you're so precious. You're so loved. You have got this, yeah. You're undefeatable. You're a winner, yeah. God says winner, winner, winner. Come on, winner. I declare that over you. You're a winner. You're a winner. How good is God? How good is he? You're a winner in Jesus' name. Receive it. Seriously, put your hands out. Receive it, God. We receive the victory. We receive the truth that we are winners, God, that we are beautiful, that we are wonderful, that we are loved, that we are adored, that we are created on purpose, yeah? On purpose, for purpose. God doesn't make mistakes. God never gets it wrong. On purpose, for purpose, yeah? You were created on purpose, for purpose. He loves you. He adores you. He is for you. Ephesians 1.11, through our union with Christ, we too have been claimed by God as his own inheritance. Before we were even born, before you were even born, he gave us our destiny that we would fulfill the plan of God, the plan of God who always accomplishes, always accomplishes every purpose and plan in his heart. Come on. I don't know what your 
pre, you know, I don't know what your pre-COVID normal was, but God wants to give you a new normal, as Pastor Andrew would say. I want a new normal, living like a winner. I want a new normal, walking in that every single day of my life. So what destiny is he calling you to today? What plans and purposes does he want you to fulfill? Because you can take that leap of faith. Do you know why you can take that leap of faith? Because you're a winner. You're a winner. You're a winner. You're a winner. So I want to open the altar. I want to open the altar. This place, God is all over this. He's doing something massive this morning. I want to open the altar. If you need a victory, then come because we're going to pray and declare and release your victory. If you feel like something is defeating you, well, come on, God. Do a work. So why doesn't everyone stand? Stand and we're going to worship together. If you need a new vision for your future, let us pray for you. If you need a victory, let us pray for you. If you need a new normal, let us pray for you because God's on the move. And let me tell you, when God's on the move, I don't want to miss one single thing that he's doing. So thanks, team. We'll just sing quietly so we can pray as well. Please come. We love you. We would love to pray for you. Pastor Andrew, you can take over from here.